Good morning, and welcome to Being the Change Now. Good morning, Sherry. Good morning, Ashwini. Can you hear me? Yes. There you are. Wonderful. Okay, our assignment for this week. This week, let's practice Joshua's teachings, being here now for this. Notice how life unfolds discreetly. Now, now, now. This, this, this. Here, here, here. Notice how all of life is within the moment. Pay attention to the vastness of information, activity, and insight that is contained in the moment. Notice the perfection of the now, its wholeness and its complexity. Notice how being the stream of life unfolding accomplishes what needs to be done. Notice the vitality that is the experience of being present, being this here now. As you notice being here now for this, Notice how the mind is always about the moment. Notice how past and future don't exist in the present, that both are abstractions, thoughts and conditioned mind. Notice how conditioned mind seems to always be behind the moment, embroidering the now with not this. And of course, notice how ego struggles with this assignment, as always, RL. All right, here's our first caller. You are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Good morning. This is Kate from Seattle. Good morning, Kate. What are you seeing? Well, um, I'm seeing how perfect this assignment is in this now because... Um, I'm a little behind in the assignments, and it was just so perfect. Now, Kate, (laughs) you know we can't get behind. I know. See there. Um, Okay, but but somebody, uh, a voice in the head would like to convince you that that's possible. So, all right, here we go. Yes, yes. Um. Well, and it's, then it's just very believable then to be the bad person. And mm. um, and I was just listening, you know, I was looking, revisiting the assignment and just noticing how being here in the now, like that conversation is all about what is the past and the imaginary future of a person who's going to be more prepared and um, just how much that pulled me out of. (laughs) And a good person. And a good person. Way better person. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. just seeing that, like it just felt easier to drop that and Mm -hmm. just show up now exactly how it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I so I I'm sitting here looking out uh, at some trees in various you know stages of their life. They look like they're maybe two or three years old, and then some other ones, and then trees that look ancient and all of that. And the birds are hopping around in the yard and uh, that sort of thing. And I think you know, there's nobody out there who is thinking, "Gosh, I'm behind." Um, that, you know, that, that really makes me the wrong person. I must really be bad because it's just not possible, right? They, 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 no, nobody but us has that ability to be scammed like that. 
and mm-hmm. so uh, and of course nobody else has the ability to suffer like we do because mm-hmm. comparison doesn't exist and uh, there isn't anything going on other than this and uh, right here right now and so we yes we we strive to emulate all of the rest of nature uh, that's that's really beautiful. Like there's no tree out there saying, you know, I'm a little behind that other tree over there. <laughs> it's so tall. That's right. <laughs> it, it, and it would just be ridiculous, wouldn't it? But as human mm-hmm. beings, the conditioning is just brutally uh, imposed. That says there's only one right way to be, and you're not doing it you're mm-hmm. you're not that there is a standard and you're not meeting it and something like behind you know we're we're not we're not trained to say what does that mean what does that even mean behind what mm-hmm. tell, tell me tell me when I'm current okay tell me when I'm ahead what what does any of this stuff mean we just hear it in our head and feel bad which is all ego's gone for. Yeah, and and so powerful to see that it actually wherever I was with whatever assignments was exactly perfect to get on this call now and see what I'm seeing That's now. Right. That's right. And in every moment you are the perfect Kate. Perfect. <sighs> whatever mm-hmm. is going on you are the perfect Kate because you're the only one we have. You're the only one that exists. <laughs> right? There's no, nothing to compare you to. There's nothing, nothing. You're the only one ever. We don't want to miss that. Yeah, it's very, very liberating. And yes, like she just feels so comforted by that oh. idea. And oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's our I opportunity, can... right? To be in that yeah. relationship with, in this case, you with her, me with her, somebody with him, <laughs> you know, whoever is the mm-hmm. human being that we have the opportunity uh, to bring into unconditional love. That's mm-hmm. it. That's our opportunity. Yeah and, yeah. and it's just not so hard anymore and not so exhausting. So all of a sudden, yes. there's more energy in this opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, exactly. Yeah, because it's called being alive instead of having our life force siphoned off by uh, all that negativity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, very thank good. You. Have fun, huh? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Go happy. Right. Thank you. Go happy. Thanks, Kate. Here's our next caller. You're now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is Sandy in Berkeley. Hi, Sandy. Hi. Um, Well, I like that, like, you are the perfect version of yourself and um, the best one. And... What I was seeing was like um, looking at this process of like a belief in needing guidance that 
led me to embrace two-handed recording and listening because there's some sense of like identifying with the one who hears the voices and is like, you know, please just like teach me, please just tell me what to do. Um, and identifying with that voice too, like in, in these conversations and in receiving guidance and just, um, I guess like in looking at the kind of simplicity or lack of need for theory in in the moment, there's also not a need for sort of like theory-based guidance, if that makes sense, or like, um, mm. like I don't, yes, well, you're so, you're po go ahead, sorry, go ahead, finish. Oh, um, oh, that's okay. Well, I think what I was, you blipped for a second, so I just want to clarify, I heard what you said, where there is that experience of not knowing, right? Feeling confused, identified because the voices are talking to me and I drop into that place of uh, confusion or somehow the other doubt or whatever the language is to describe that feeling. And that the embracing of the two-handed recording assignment is so intuitively perfect because it provides a way to acknowledge I'm experiencing that and I seek the wisdom, love, and compassion that is the totality of all information in the universe. But I have to redirect the attention to that to receive the guidance. And that guidance, when I do it in the moment, is a direct experience of the wisdom absolutely appropriate to dis dissipate the confusion that I am experiencing because my attention is directed to conditioned theoretical information that seems to have nothing to, to say or assist me in the moment. And, and that's right, right? That there is a difference between some kind of theoretical abstract uh, information that doesn't address my experience. And what we're trained to do is to trust that rather than trust the intuition that is the wisdom that is animating us. So the, the desire for guidance has been, we have been trained to turn to that which won't speak to us. And what we're doing in practice is trained to turn towards that which will speak to us. Yes, yes. And sometimes what it says is like, like there's an expectation that it will say like, here's the answer at the level of content or like here's something that even seems like spiritual in sort of a theoretical way. And mm -hmm. sometimes what's available is like a simpler, like I think of the reference that will be made to, I think it's like a Saturday Night Live sketch that I've never seen of like Bob Newhart or someone just being like, drop it. Like sometimes there's like not a need for like a 10 minute recording of like exactly. guidance. It's just like, oh, yeah. like yeah. there's a tree outside. What's up with the tree? You know what I mean? Like it's... Mm -hmm. There's really not oh, a lot. I, knew, I absolutely know. Yes, it's magical because, because, and I think what you're pointing us to is so critical, which is 
the expectation in conditioned mind is this is a problem and you need to solve it. There is, it's always at the content level. So if I need to make a decision about stay or go in a relationship or stay or go in a job or whatever else, my ex expectation when I pick up the recorder is that the, the problem is what needs to be solved and the wisdom will give me the answer to that. And sometimes it does. But you're absolutely right because the magic in the movement is to reconnect to the state of being which dissolves the problem orientation. That's all that wisdom is ever doing for us so that the intelligence then can open an answer at whatever level an answer is deemed appropriate, right? And so really that, that oh, look at the tree is the attention being re redirected to a state of being, a state of connection, a state of love, uh, of, of beingness from which wisdom at the content level could be available. But the most important thing is the most fundamental thing that we're doing here, which is not doing the, making the right choice, but being alive and happy <laughs> is reinforced. Yeah, and sometimes if there's a problem, in quotes, like, it's not even that it's not, it's not just like not at the level of content, but it's, a, it's this like identification with the one who feels like one down or like the, the one who's mm -hmm. hearing the voices mm -hmm. and is like, oh, I'm inadequate, I'm this or that. And it's like, yeah, like you don't need advice. Like you don't, like, yeah, like I guess the message is just like a reinforcing of adequacy, which means theory is not even like needed or, or education isn't needed. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. You're not in, you're, so you're moving from insufficiency to sufficiency, from inadequacy to adequacy. That world of egocentric karmic conditioning self-hate is defined as something wrong, not enough. So when I'm there, that's how I feel, one down, <laughs> uh, confused, bereft, un, uh, abandoned and that movement to being here basically restores our sense of being life which which doesn't need theoretical knowledge external to itself in order to be all right it is all knowing yes and guidance is like um a support or i don't know it's like subtle because it's like it is guidance from someone more experienced, but it's not like the teacher telling me what the right or wrong answer is. Precisely. And that I think is the, is the kind of story that is being pointed to in the, in the Zen story, right? The monk comes with some expectation of being told pearls of wisdom that's going to get him to be awakened. <laughs> and, and Joshi basically gives him a direct experience of what, what that wisdom is. Mm hmm Yeah. Yeah, and it's so, yeah, it's so simple. It's, it is simple. It is simple and, and complex and composite and very difficult to parse, and I think we've done a very good job of, of exploring that feeling. <laughs> yeah? Yes. Yes. Simple and not simple. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Sandy. You know, it, both of these conversations this morning, uh, really underlying the thing that didn't happen to any of us when we were little people. 
So there you go off to school, right? And you've got the teacher, and the teacher you know, has your fate in uh, her or his hands. Um, and what we didn't learn is that if you get an F on a test, it doesn't make you the bad, wrong person. It means that you got an F on a test. Now, what you might learn from that, what you might take from that is, you know, I need to study harder in that subject. But the two things, you know, getting an A doesn't make you a good right person. Getting an F doesn't make you a bad wrong person. But that's what we learned. You do it right, you're a good person. No, you're not. You just met somebody's standards, egocentric, dualistic standard, for what is good. And what, what you, you two particularly were just talking about is <laughs> we want to separate happy from egocentric standards and conversation. So specifically with Sandy, what we don't get is your job is not, does not need to determine and won't determine whether or not you're happy. It won't. We're told it will. You know, you get the right person, you get the right house, you get the right job, you get the right amount of money, then you're the right person, you're a good person, and you'll be happy. No! <laughs> we don't have to look very far to realize that's not true because almost everybody in this practice met those egocentric standards and came to awareness practice because they're not happy. Right? So now we're on the track of that's great that all of that's going on, but what we're focused on is being here, now, with this, present, which is happiness. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's so important to redefine uh, the... I'm, I'm using this word, but that's not what I mean. It's redefine my why, right? I'm no longer attempting to meet egocentric, karmically conditioned standards in order to be happy because that's a conditional trajectory that I tried that a bunch of times and it doesn't work so I'm I'm, I'm doing something different here it's going to feel different absolutely yes and it's going to speak to me in a different way it's going to give me a direct experience of being alive that has nothing to do with all of what I was conditioned to believe life was about and in those That's terms, right. life was about. Yeah. yeah. And, and we can, each one of us, go back to what, what do we really want? Why are we doing all this stuff? Why do we listen to those voices? Because we want to be loved unconditionally. Because we want to be happy. Well, Zen says, well, then just do that. Why are you going all around the mulberry <laughs> bush to try to get something that you could just have directly? Go wash your bowl. Enjoy yourself. You're a fine person. You want to be enlightened. Good. Here you are. Go wash your bowl. Be happy. Yeah. 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 Quite amazing. Mm. All right. Simple and not simple. <laughs> simple and not simple. Here's mm-hmm. our next caller. You are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Oh, hi, Sherry. Hi, Ashwini. It's Miriam. Hello, Miriam. What are you seeing? Hi. Oh, my God. Oh, right now, I'm 
I have tears in my eyes and a smile on my lips. And there you go. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm and just... Miriam, Miriam, nothing has changed. Nothing, nothing has is changed. any different. You didn't suddenly meet every one of ego's standards. You didn't, God didn't yell down to you, Miriam, you've arrived. You're the right person. You can just relax and enjoy. None of that happened, right? Right. Just a shift oh. of attention, and here you are exactly where you want to live. Just like oh. Wow. Oh, I am so grateful I found this practice. I just, I can't even, there's just not words to express it. It's just amazing. I, I, <gasps> I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> I've been, um, it was funny because about the now and this here now, and the other day I was out walking in the woods and um, I was getting lost in that habitual conversation and I was making a recording and it's funny because I came upon a mushroom and it was really pretty. I didn't touch it because God knows the pretty ones are toxic. And, uh, but it just, I, I had walked that trail I don't know how many times. And I'd seen the mushrooms, but I never noticed them before. So for the rest of my walk, I noticed all the different mushrooms and I took pictures of them. And it was just... Wow, that redirect of attention was just yeah. absolutely, everything. it's everything. everything. It's, it is yeah. everything, everything. Remember the guy, it, it, this opens the door to hell, this opens Y'all. the door to heaven? That's yes. the experience, right? I can be walking yes. along through the, the magnificence of nature, lost <sighs> with ego in a negative conversation about something wrong and not enough, or... <laughs> <laughs> or I can be right here, just wowed by yeah. mushrooms. Yeah, and it was funny because I really heard the still small voice say, "Well, just just see how many different kinds you can notice." And then <laughs> yesterday again, I was out walking in the woods, and the leaves are starting to fall, and they're crunchy, and I love that sound they make beneath my feet. And that still small voice said. Well, drag your feet a little bit and so that your feet will be the bow to the fallen leaf's fiddle. And it played this beautiful <laughs> melody for me. It was, oh, my God. Oh, it, it, it is amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Here oh. is the only place to live, truly. Oh, truly. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, was, I was making a rec- uh, my recording yesterday morning, and I picked Bliss, and it was uh, this year now. And it was the first time that I, I kind of got an inkling of what it means to be separate from life. If I'm not in this, mm. and I'm not in here, and I'm not in now, mm-hmm. I'm separate from the present moment, and that's being separate mm-hmm. from life. That's right. And you're probably in a conversation in your head. You're looking to conditioned mind. Yeah. Those are, oh, those yeah. are all the clues, huh? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh, well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much. Gosh, <laughs> Gosh, go happy. Go happy. Thanks, Miriam. Sherry, I think we have time for one more caller. So here we go. Next caller. Hang on. I have to mute Miriam. 
Miriam, if you are on the phone, I can still hear you, so give me a second. All right. Next caller, you are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Oh, I didn't expect that. And I guess it is as it is. I'm so Debbie from Minnesota. Hey, Debbie. Can you, can you hear me? Yeah. Hi, Ashwini. Um, well, um, I, I think it's been helpful in just coming to acceptance of things. Like if there's, if there's an uncomfortable moment, you know, and things are as they are, then that's what that is. And then I move right along and everything gets to be just as it is. And it's fine. Right. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) yes, that's, that's huge, isn't it? That it's, that there is a shift from that orientation about what it's supposed to be to being able to be how it is. And that shift is uncomfortable to the egocentricity. Right? Yeah. Well, it, because it's, just, it's, it's, it's sort of, we, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I even, I see the egocentricity of, you know, because generally this will involve people, but I see the egocentricity that's there on all sides. And that is, as it is, and I have a certain conditioned reaction to that experience, and that is as it is, and I don't have to fix anything. I don't even have to talk about it afterwards. That's exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yes, it's such freedom, right? We're experiencing the freedom that we're talking about, which is moving from a... Ashwini, you're breaking up. And this is how it needs to be. Sorry. Yeah, I hear you now. Uh, okay. The, the shift from an orientation where it, it, of a particular, okay, this is who I am, this is how it needs to be for everything to be all right, and constantly encountering, uh, encountering an experience that I, I think is wrong because in my world that's not how it, how it needs to be, to shifting to what we were talking to Sandy about which is, well, it is how it is. I'm accepting that everybody has conditioning. Everybody has an ego. Most people are not aware of that. Most people react from it as I do. And so that's part of what is. And I don't have to believe it. And I don't have to react to it. I don't have to fix it. So there is literally, it's moving out of that orientation of there's something wrong with this to accepting how it is, including... Uh, embracing that feeling of discomfort. Exactly. I can be with myself and how I feel with it. Exactly. Exactly. And that is not wrong. It's just simply we can relabel it almost as the shift from an orientation of something wrong to to an orientation of being with. That's it. That's not... a conditioned, we don't have to be, we've been conditioned to avoid that discomfort and we're training to embrace it. It doesn't yeah. kill me. Right, <laughs> I, I mean, because... I survive it every single time. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, as, as, we, as we live longer, I mean, we get to see, like, everything is, has really enjoyable aspects and there are aspects that are more challenging to digest and, 
that's fine because everything actually has that it has that we have that experience of everything really so might as well turn attention to the stuff that's nice and enjoyable and you know ex you know just accept the other parts because it's just how it is like that's that that's precisely it yeah. well and you've just defined the unconditional Debbie because we're not saying it has to be this way in order for it to be enjoyable. I get to this place where everything can be as it is because I am experiencing the unconditional. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. yeah, exactly, because it's not really about the content. A beautiful thing. Yeah. 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 It's where, where the attention is, right? that place of everything's the best or however we've been looking at it over these stories, it's just simply how it is. Yeah, yeah, and that's fine. Love. That's good enough. Thank you, Ashwini. Gasho. Gasho. Well, Sherry, that brings us to the end of the show. Yes, it does, and a lovely show that it was. And so perhaps we should do this again tomorrow if all goes well. I think that's a fantastic idea. We'll see right, everyone tomorrow. Go happy. All right. Go happy. Thank you.